In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio, live on Toginet.com. Co-hosted by Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women around the world. We'll cover everything military, from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder, to navigating government programs dealing with family issues, to the struggles of deployment, along with being a working mother, both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio, and here are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and my lovely co-host, Tina Gonzalez, is back from, uh, where were you last week, Tina? I went on a um, ocean therapy retreat with um, a program called Higher Ground. And that's, I mean, Higher Ground, is, is it sports affiliated? What kind of program is this? Yeah, it's a sports affiliated program. It um, basically, it takes wounded um, veterans from all services and it takes them um, to different types of um, sporting events, like they have an outdoor sporting event, they have a fishing one. And this one was their first ever ocean therapy. Um, that is so that is so great, and I and I want to hear so much more about it. But I want to make sure we don't forget about um, Freedom Dogs this week. You know, we're on a yes. big push um, to get people to go to refresheverything.com and uh, go to Freedom Dogs Heroes for Our Heroes. And um, if it's okay with you guys, I just want to take a minute and explain what Freedom Dogs is, and then. Um, uh, tell people how they can help. We're not asking for any money. We're just asking for them to go online and to cast their vote at uh, refresheverything.com. Refresh Everything is a program put out by Pepsi, and Freedom Dogs is vying for um, $250,000 grant for their program. And, um, Tina, your husband's involved in the Freedom Service Dogs program. Yes. He actually um, has a Freedom Dog himself. His name's Charlie. And he works with him, and he is trying to become part of their program and be a service dog instructor himself. That is so yeah. amazing. And, and I guess, you know, Tina, as battlefield survival rates and life-saving techniques continue to improve, the number of our wounded U.S. service members returning home that are unable to walk on their own or sometimes manage even the simplest physical activities, you know, we're expecting our numbers to quadruple over the next five years. And... Um, this program is so amazing because for those of you who love animals, and I have four rescued dogs, and Tina's, you know, you've got dogs as well, um, they take rescued dogs and train them to be, you know, service buddies, and um, they're assigned to a soldier, a returning wounded service member, and they do such amazing things. They can turn on the laundry machine. They can get up and turn that button, push it with their paw, or push it with their nose. They 
They can pull a wounded service member out of bed when some of these service members have a difficulty getting up and out of bed. The dog can be trained to hold the leash and pull them up and help them uh, get out of bed. They're there for comfort. They're there for security. They can go pick up something, you know, if the service person drops something, you know, and if they're, you know, missing a limb or they're paralyzed or they have a head injury, you know, whatever it is that they're having difficulty with, these service dogs come and they help them. And what's so amazing is these rescue dogs or these service dogs are rescues themselves. So, you know, we do our part to help reduce, you know, the canine overpopulation. These dogs get a job. They get to serve their master. You know, the service member gets comfort. They get assistance. I mean, it's just such a win-win situation, and it, it does cost money, and we're not asking people to donate. But if you want to donate and you want to check it out, go to freedomservicedogs.org, and you can donate directly there. You can learn more about the program. But more importantly, you can go to refresheverything.com and vote, cast your vote, because I think at last time we checked, I think we were at 95, and we need to push that number up higher so that Freedom Dogs can get awarded this, you know, quarter of a million dollar grant, which would really make a huge difference um, to our wounded service people. They go over there, they risk their lives, they give up their limbs, they give up their their livelihood sometimes, you know, not being able to serve in the military and having, you know, these injuries. And all we're asking you to do is go on this site. It's Refresh Everything, R-E-F-R-E-S-H, everything.com, and just type in Freedom Dogs. It'll take you there. Cast your vote. The more votes they get, the more likely they are to win their, um, to win that award. And that award can make a huge difference. And yeah. um, so, Tina, do you have anything to add for Freedom Dogs? Just it takes but two seconds of your time to go and vote, and you can vote every single day and tell your all your family members they can vote. It takes two minutes to sign up, and they don't come back and harass you or send you your email to all these other people, and that vote will it'll benefit millions. It'd make a huge difference. I mean, a huge difference for for the service people, but also you know I want our animal rights people to get out there and. You know, dogs, anybody who knows anything about dogs knows they love to They love to be needed. They love that pack mentality. And um, it's just such a great, it's a great way. And there's, there's no downside to this. I can't imagine why anybody would not do this. No. It's so easy okay. to do. There's a lot of people that don't want to take that time, and hopefully no one's going to sell them to some other company. And I already researched it. They will not sell your name anywhere. Awesome. So we have no risk. Please, please go to Refresh Everything, sign up, you know, cast your vote, make a difference, and, um, you know, it's a wonderful way to say thank you for going out there and fighting for our freedom. Um, and so, okay, so let's talk about another wonderful organization, Tina, the one that you went to this week. Yes, This higher is Higher Ground. ground. Is, that, yeah. is it Higher Ground or Higher Grounds, plural? Do you know? Higher Ground, I think. Higher Ground, singular. okay. Yes, and they... Um, it's an awesome organization. I had never heard of it before. Um, and Richard had told me, oh, we're going to go on this retreat. And I'm like, uh, okay. And so um, I looked into it, and it seemed like it was going to be so cool. But basically, like I was saying before, they um, use recreational sports to um, show, uh, you know, wounded veterans, either still active or, you know, post-active, um, how to basically have fun again. And I never looked at having, 
like doing sports, playing sports and stuff as a stress releaser. And let me tell you, it's the first time on a surfboard this week, and it was the roughest thing ever. But even if you didn't catch a wave and you just paddled yourself out past all the waves and you just sat out there, it was like water yoga. It was so relaxing. Like, you just let everything go. And to me, I would have never thought of sports as something to let all my stressors go. So it was a good thing to teach these guys. And we met some wonderful people. There was only um, seven couples total, so it was a small group. And 10 of the instructors came, and they were just, they are amazing. And so we got, you know, we learned the physical things. And then they also taught us a lot of emotional things, like every morning we got up and did yoga, you know, to start the day and find our balance. And we talked about how not to connect on negative energy from other people. It was just, it was really amazing. And these people were like your best friend. They were like the coolest people ever. Like you definitely knew when you left this program that you were going to um, stay connected for a long, long time. That is so great. And I, you know, and what I love what you said about that, you know, like we talk about the power of play and, you know, we've got a lot of pressure cooked kids, you know, coming up, you know, where it's all about school. It's all about these things, but you know, play is so essential in our formation of relationships. It's so essential in our psyche to give us that mental break to um, reconnect with our partners, to reconnect with our children. You know, we do that through play, and we forget, I think, as adults when it's all like work, 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 pay the mortgages. You know, you're being deployed. You're coming home. You know, this bad thing's happening. That bad thing's happening. And I think you're right. It's really easy to connect on, um, you know, kind of on those negative energies. Yeah, oh, I was like, when they were explaining them, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I do that. I connect on my negative energy of my kids all the time when they start getting crazy. And I'm like, all you got to do is breathe. All you have to do is breathe. But these, I mean, these people were amazing, and it didn't cost us nothing. Um, It's a week-long program. They put us up in the La Jolla Beach and Tennis Resort. I mean, it was absolutely gorgeous. Our room outlooked the ocean. We walked downstairs, and there we were on the beach. I mean, it was just, it was wonderful. And me, I'm, like, scared of the ocean horrifically. Like, I'm scared of any little creature in the ocean, even seaweed. So it was very hard for me to get out there and to kayak and to go surfing and to snorkel and do those kind of things. Or even to go on a boat. We went on the hornblower. Um, We had it all to ourselves one day. And it was, just to do something like that, it was petrifying. But I overcame so much stuff and learn and have so much self confidence in myself when it came to sports. So it was it was awesome. It was absolutely oh, well. Amazing. You know, you always amaze me. I mean, every week you amaze me, and you know, I'm so proud of you. You know, you go out and you try these new things, and and you know, you're really an inspiration to all of us to you know make things better. And, you know, to really try and learn how we can get through these situations. Um, you're a, you're just a super inspiration. And um, we have another great inspiration on our show today. We have J.C. Eckert. She's a military life consultant. She's a nationally syndicated military columnist. She has two books. Um, The one book that I'm going to reference for today's show is The Homefront Club, The Hard-Headed Woman's Guide to Raising a Military Family. And I like that in particular because of the hard-headed part. (laughs) (laughs) Because as moms and as wives and, you know, as mothers or, you know, we, we run all these roles um, it's really great to see someone come from a perspective of powerful. You know, when she put, you know, in her paperwork that we received, like, be powerful, be be fierce, be here, it really resonated with me. And how about you, Tina? Oh, yeah. I loved it. I was like, oh, this is a woman power episode. I love it. 
Right, it's a good thing. Well, and what you talked about in going and trying these new things that you were afraid of, putting yourself in the ocean, you know, snorkeling, doing sports, which isn't something that's, you know, in your comfort zone. It's out of your comfort zone. Um, but what you're talking about, too, is managing your fear and becoming powerful. And um, yes. at least that's what I heard. That's what it was, though. I did. I felt like a brand new person after I got out of the water that first surfing little uh, experience. I was like, I can do this. You can do this. You can do this. Well, we have J.C. Eckert coming up in our next segment. I hope you guys will join us back. Again, don't forget, go to the uh, refreshedeverything.com, Freedom Dogs Heroes for our heroes. We're about to go to break. Here comes the tunes. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Girlfriend It is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, with your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The Girlfriend at Principal was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out Girlfriended.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, Girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. What's your story? Are you living it? Well, you could be. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Her passion is helping others discover, create, and live their personal brands. Yep, you heard me. You have a brand. No different than Coke, Pepsi, or Nike. You are a walking, talking, living, breathing brand. You're not a logo. You're not a tagline. The choices you make become the path you take. This is your brand. Now, live your story. Your brand is not just what you say it is. It's also what others say it is. So what are you communicating? And how can you create an authentic brand? We'll take on these challenges with What's Your Story? Every week, Hillary will feature teens, moms, and organizations that are learning and living their story. Now, her passion is to help others discover, create, and live their personal brands. To find out more, go to inspiredbyfamily.com. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front. With help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. 
Hey, military moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm so happy this week to have my co-host back, even though Rick Swanson last week did a wonderful job. Tina, it's good to have you back. I'm glad to be back. I know, I was so sad. I was thinking about you guys when the clock rolled up on the time. I was like, oh, I want to be on my show as I was heading out to kayak. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Gee, sitting uh, in front of a microphone inside versus surfing on the ocean, i got to say I'd choose surfing. I would choose surfing. Okay, so we've got a wonderful guest today. Her name is J.C. Eckert, and she is a military life consultant, and she's a nationally syndicated military columnist, and she has a book called The Homefront Club, which is the hard-headed woman's guide to raising a military family. And then she's also the voice behind an award-winning CD, which has got another great title. I don't know who thought of this stuff, but they're so much, they're just so great. Uh, These Boots, a a Spouse's Guide to Stepping Up and Standing Tall During Deployment. Um, Ms. Seckert is seriously one of the most influential military spouses in the country, and even Military Spouse Magazine said that, right, J.C.? Woohoo! At least it wasn't my mom saying it. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So now that I've built you up larger than life, why don't you give us the 411 on what you do, how you do it, how you became who you are today, and then you can finish out with why we should love you. I was born on a small Air Force. No, you really don't care about that. Um, Actually, what I do, I've been a military columnist since 1996, and mostly I got started because I had been raised in a military family, but... Um, once I married my military guy, it was a whole lot harder to be the wife than to be the well-taken-care-of daughter. And wow. so my career has pretty much come from looking for answers. How come we're married to these fabulous guys who love us? They swear they love us. And then they go and take these jobs that mean they spend half the year away from us. <laughs> really? So that's really what I do. Um, I write a weekly column. Um, I'm also, um, I travel to all over the world, really, and give workshops and trainings to active duty members, reservists, National Guardsmen, and most importantly, family members. Now, where can we read your column? Um, you can definitely read my column on military.com. You'll want to go to um, my favorite part of military.com, which is Thinkhouse.com, meaning Commander-in-Chief of the House. Okay, C-I-N-C. so spell that out for me because Think oh, sure. is spelled a bunch of different ways. Okay, it's C-I-N-C House.com. Think House, so C-I-N-C. That's right. So Charlie, Charlie. Yeah, and you'll see my smiling face right there. Oh, we love that smiling face. <laughs> we do. So, okay, so... You go around the world, you talk about um, different things that can help the family. Um, so what's, what's the pitch? What's the hook? You, you use the word Spartan, and can you tell me how, how does that relate? How does that relate to our military families, and specifically for the purposes of our show today, our military moms? And we define military moms on this show by anyone who really is a caretaker for someone in the military. It could be a military spouse. It could be a military child. It could be a military mom who's the mother of a soldier or a service person. You know, we we loosely define it. It's not just somebody who's a military wife. 
That's a, a, that is a great way to define it because we're all the people who really love them and support them. Um, what's behind Spartan, what we call Spartan is, you remember that movie, The 300, that came out? Okay. Okay, this is a movie that all Marines, all soldiers, they know this movie by heart. They quote large sections of it, like it's from Caddyshack or something. Right, right. <laughs> it's a military version of Caddyshack. Ex- exactly. And when I started interviewing these Marines and these soldiers about what they thought they wanted in a Spartan family member, what I found is they weren't really looking for that Queen Gorgo chick and her bed sheet. You know, they weren't really looking for that from us. What they were really looking for was the idea of that whole culture that supports the military member instead of what we often have today, which is a culture that thinks the family is suffering from having that military member among them. And so when we talk about being a Spartan family, that's the kind of family that sees that the military is more than just a job to these men and women. The military is really who they are. It's what they were born to do. And so we get behind them, uh, you know, not just for the view, but we get behind them because, you know, when you <laughs> that's love not somebody, you either, want I them to be you. all they can be. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, Tina, you made a comment. Higher ground, what does higher ground refer to us as? As caregivers. And I thought it was a, kind of funny because a caregiver to me sounds like a nanny or, you know, someone that, you know. Yeah, it sounds like somebody with out. a puppy. It doesn't sound like the yeah. women we're expected to be. But then as you think about it, as the week progressed, I was like, you know what? I am a caregiver. I am a caregiver. Not just a wife, but I'm also a caregiver. So I think that's perfect. I think it's a perfect title for us. Okay, Tina, you can now be a Spartan caregiver. Oh, my husband loves so much. He loves that. He loves that movie 300. He always refers to everything. Everything's Spartan. Everything's being a warrior. Everything's that kind of thing. In for the fight. So, yeah, he'll love this. I can't wait to show him your website. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. And so what we're trying to do is, um, you know, I don't focus that much on um, families who are um, 35 to 45. I figure by that time you've been married long enough that you know what you're doing. I really focus on those young families who are past their first enlistment, and so it's starting to look like, oh, This is what our whole life is going to be like. Oh, no. And so I try to give them as many tools as I can to really step up. So tell me, um, how are we doing, uh, let's see, how are we doing on time, Carrie? Can you give us a time count so we can see if we should go through these these or save them to the next segment? Oh, we have about 300 seconds, so we have to (laughs) break for our next segment. So what we're going to do is I'm going to ask you to hold that thought and um, and I would like you to, in the next segment, go over, you know, what are some of the things that we can do to be, you know, a Spartan military family. Um, but before we go to break, um, I would like uh, Tina to, um, I would like to ask you a quick question about your experience with the, um, you know, the, the surfing last week. That powerful feeling that you had when you left, did that stay throughout the week, or was that a one-time thing? No, it stayed. Because as I was getting up the next morning to do yoga and then go surfing again, I'm like, okay, I made it through yesterday. I did it. Because Richard really was like, you can do this. He had to pep talk me the whole drive down to La Jolla. 
And it did. I was like, you know what? I didn't get eaten by a shark yesterday. I can do this today. And it did. Every single morning, I just kept reminding myself of how good I did the day before. And it got me through the week. I got to, I actually was the one that initiated waking up at 7 o'clock in the morning on Friday and going snorkeling when I knew that I was going to be, like, right there with fish. So my husband, he was very proud of me, actually. So I did. It stuck. It stuck. Well, and that's the thing, like that feeling, you know, that's a physical way of doing it, but I'm, I'm getting the feeling, JC, that what you provide from that, you provide it from more of a mental standpoint, but it's that same thing about creating power in your lives. Is that correct? And it's how, I, what I really liked about Tina's story is she didn't start out brave and embracing this. She started out a little nervous about the whole thing, but did it anyway. So I made, I, really it known, the I made it known. I made it known. Our uh, surf instructors. I told them before. You know, you had to go around the group and introduce yourself, and they're saying, you know, say one thing about yourself. And I'm like, I am petrified of the ocean and everything that lives in it. So you might want to get a very patient instructor to go along with me. And I mean, there were women there that didn't even know how to swim, and they still gave it their all. And I mean, I can swim. I'm just scared of what's in there that could swim next to me. So it was. It was. It was horrible. But I often find that in military spouses, don't you, that um, there's a courage there that I might not want to do this, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Nothing's going to stop me. Yeah. Well, because I think it's even so that you, okay, so you're married to this military man that obviously is strong himself. You kind of want to show him that you can be strong too. Yeah, I want him to admire me as much as I admire him. Exactly, and that's kind of what it was because I was like, he he knows I'm petrified of the ocean, but I wanted him to know going into this that I was going to give it my all, 110%, even though in the back of my head all I'm thinking about is what's around me, what's about to touch me, what's going to bite my toes. Yeah. (laughs) That's how it was. Well, I think it's an inspiring thing too. It's like, you know, when we have partners in our lives that are, you know, brave and they are strong and they are courageous, it, it, we also want to, you know, we're inspired to be that, too. I think it, we want to, you know, obviously we want our spouses to be proud of us and our family members and our children, but there's something in us, too, J.C., don't you think that inspires us to, to make our own personal greatness? Well, I, one of the things I heard in um, a military sociology class I took last year was that military spouses are self-selecting that there are several wickets you go through. And the first one is when the guy asks you to marry him, that you say, I do, I will. Lots of people aren't that brave. They're like, thank you very much. I will stay right here in Alabama. And the rest of us are like, yeah, that sounds like a great adventure. Let's go, because I love you so much. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, it's an adventure. Boy, that's, that's for sure. And the thing is, you have no clue what it's going to be like, and you don't have to. It's not necessary that you know everything's going to happen to you, but that I love that willingness to take it on. Right, the kind of the willingness to accept a challenge. Right. Because it is not, it is not our typical uh, life choice, but um, we are here today with J.C. Eckert. She's a military life consultant, a nationally syndicated military columnist. She's got the book, The Homefront Club, The Hard-Headed Woman's Guide to Raising a Military Family, and um, she's the voice behind... This great CD, these boots, the spouse's guide to stepping up and standing tall during deployment. We're going to be with her back after the break, and she's going to actually teach us how to be a Spartan military family. So let's take a break, and we'll be back in a few. 
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Here comes Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues today. With Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Tuesday evenings at 6, 5 Central, part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. Motherhood Talk Radio provides a powerful platform for women today by giving interesting, inspiring, and inspirational information to mothers around the globe as they navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. Motherhood Talk Radio will have best-selling authors, gurus of happiness, women of interest, who every single day make our world a better place for our families. Motherhood Talk Radio, powered by Motherhood Incorporated, is co-hosted by corporate executive Sandra Beck and stay-at-home mom Christy Holly. For more information on each and the show, go to MotherhoodTalkRadio.com. Mom, this really is your show. Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Tuesday afternoons at 6, 5 Central, part of the Her Insight Network on Tuggynet.com. Hey, you living the dream like Nina and Cindy? Sweet jeans Were you shocked by the Chuck E. Cheese calamities, diaper dilemmas, and major mom minivan mishaps? Then get ready to share it with Living the Dream Moms with Nina Fry and Cindy Schmitzer. Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. And as Nina and Cindy say, if you're thinking it, we're saying it. It's your chance to discuss, share, and learn from two moms who have been there, done that, and yes, they have the t-shirts. And they're for sale at ltdchix.com. Living the Dream Moms is all about all things moms have to deal with daily. Nina and Cindy are two ordinary frazzled moms who admit when they need help and do their best to research and discuss topics that are not always talked about. Living the Dream Moms are just two real women who are discussing the trials and tribulations and triumphs of everyday mom lives. You are not alone. It's Living the Dream Moms with Nina Fry and Cindy Schmitzer. Thursday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's in Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com, covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Hey, Military Moms, we have such a great show today. Um, I want to remind you before we get into our topic to go to refresheverything.com. No, I'm not shilling for Pepsi, but I am shilling for Freedom Dogs, and we need to get you guys to go there and vote. You can vote every day. Every vote counts. We want to get that quarter of a million dollars over to Freedom Dogs. We want to save our dogs. We want to save our heroes and give everybody a better quality of life, which is really what Military Mom Talk Radio is all about. And um, speaking of quality of life, Tina, this week you went to the Higher Ground um, program with your husband, and there was an incident with a kayak, some sharks, and a jellyfish. Do you want to share with us? Yes. This man knew that I was scared out of my mind to go out in the ocean. Now, this man is a Marine, and he is also your husband. Yes, an infantry Marine. So we got out in our little kayak, and I'm having a hard enough time keeping balance in the kayak so that we don't jump over after we had already tipped over and the kayak had knocked me in the head. Um, So finally we get all the way out there and 
we see an, a jellyfish, it was it was not okay because I had a little jellyfish encounter on my surfboard a couple days before. So I was like, see, I told you there were jellyfish. She was trying to tell me there were no jellyfish and it was a plastic bag. There was a jellyfish. That's what it was. <laughs> so we were turning to come, go back to shore and I don't know what happened, but we flipped over. And so we're in the water, and I'm scared, cause, oh, but I have a wetsuit on, because I just kept thinking in my head, if I have a wetsuit on, the fish won't eat me for some odd reason. And right, because, so you know, he, a great white shark is, you know, repelled by, you know, an inch yeah. of rubber. <laughs> yeah, it was just, I had to keep the mindset, because I was scared. Because I was really out there, you know, farther than the surfboard out there. And I knew I sure. couldn't touch, and that's, that's one of my fears. If I can't see the button, I can't touch it, I can't run away. Like, if I could run in water anyway. So Richard tips our kayak over, and I'm going to blame it on him. And he told me, don't worry, babe. I'm going to save you out there. I know how much you are afraid. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing this for him. He's going to save me. So we flip over, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to get back in this kayak? This man, our kayak's upside down, and the man jumps on the upside-down kayak, like completely on it, and I'm out in the water. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And he's like, babe, there's sharks in the water. I just can't even help you right now. And I was just astonished. I was like... Here's my tough husband who promised that he would save me, and he left me in the water with the jellyfish and whatever else was in there, and that he was the scared one. And he and everyone else was around us. They thought this was hilarious because, you know, he's the big old bad marine. And, yeah, he left me in the water. So finally I said some not-so-nice words to him to finally get him off of the kayak and flip it over, thinking that, you know, he was going to put me in first. Oh, no. He jumped in first and said that he had to stabilized the kayak so I could get in. <laughs> yes, so I think that was one of my main things. After that little ordeal, I think that's what gave me the power for the rest of the week because I was like, okay, I was in there with the jellyfish, I couldn't see the bottom, couldn't touch anything, and I still did it, so I knew that I'd be fine for the rest of the week. Yeah, seriously, JC just had a great comment. She's like, whatever happened to the leave no man behind, but hey, it's okay to leave our wife in the water. Clearly, yeah, he, he's sure she's did okay. You, did you... What did you do then? Did you just, like, float around till they dragged you out, or what, what happened then? No, I jumped back in the kayak as soon as he said he was stabilizing it. I was like, I cannot believe him. He is not going to help me. And I had to leave my oar in the water. I was like, I don't even care anymore. As long as they get you back in, that's all that matters, because I didn't want to be out there with my little friends, my little fish friends. So I jumped back in, and I was fine, and he thought it was just hilarious. He was just laughing. He couldn't stop laughing. He thought it was the funniest thing ever, and I was like, I can't believe you left me out there. He's like, yeah, what do you think how funny it is when we never sleep together again? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> really I can't funny believe too. So I made sure that I told everybody what he did out there. I wish they would have got pictures of it. And he's like, I didn't expect us to flip over. You know, I'm scared of sharks, too. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm scared of everything out there, everything, seaweed. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, well, the great thing is, Tina, you have your own radio show, and now thousands and thousands of listeners have just heard that story. Yes, I know. I love it. I'm going to make sure that he goes on. I want him to. I hope he's listening to it right now. Yeah, Richard. Richard. I was going to throw him under the bus. That that was going to be one of my things I talked about. And this is a perfect segment. Okay, well, we can push him off the kayak. So, J.C., (laughs) J.C., what do you think about that story, and how does it relate to what you teach? Well, I think that I really do think that that is a typical marine in action. I, d- I don't mean that Marines are all afraid of sharks or anything. What I mean is I think that our Spartans, they look at their spouses and they think, she can handle it. It'll be no problem for him. 
It'll be fine. She'll be okay. Because they really do think of you as their other half who can do everything they can do. And clearly, she, uh, Tina and uh, Quell Shark, which apparently <laughs> is not something Richard can do. I don't know if Richard could spell Quell. Right, Richard, if you're out there listening? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think he could. So, JC, um, what are some of the things that you teach in your workshops that help, um, you know, that help our, can help our military families? Well, I think that what you start with, knowing whether the military is your spouse's job, his or her career, or a calling for them. If it's a job, it's just a paycheck. And so this will be a temporary part of your life. But if it's a career where they plan to be in for the whole 20, or if it's a calling where this is something they were born to do, that is one of the most important things you need to know about your service member because it affects your whole life. That is so true. then how, how is it different? Like, you know, we're not, I don't think we're going to focus much on the guys that are paycheck guys. I want to talk about career guys because most of our military moms that listen to our show are the career people. Welcome to the club. Welcome to this <laughs> wonderful club. That this was not quite what we signed up for. I, I think what's hilarious is um, I often hear at workshops that the person has been complaining so much about his job in the military that the spouse was sure that they were, you know, it was like 45 more days left, 26 more days left. And then your service member comes home with, um, hey, I just re-enlisted. Or, oh, look at this, I got orders to a school that require me to be in the military for another five years. And that's their initiation tool. Welcome to Spartan World, princess. Well, and then seriously, so I mean, it's like the job they love to hate sometimes. And certain segments of um, the population can complain about it more than others. According sure. to Army wives, nobody complains more about the military than soldiers. Huh. They're number one complainers. But I put my Navy guy up there against the soldier guy any day of the week. Well, and I think, too, it's also, you know, it's, um, you know, it's a, a definitely, you know, branch delineated, but it's also kind of personality type, and it might be rank delineated, too. What do you mean yeah. by that? Well, I think, honestly, when my husband was um, of lower ranking, uh, it's that, it's that feeling like you're someone's, you know, little kid. Like you're, that's the teacher and you're their student. And you are just frustrated with your um, higher command. And you're like, oh, I just can't do this no more. You know, this isn't the life for me. I put in my years. I'm getting out. That's it. We're done. We're done. We're done. And then all of a sudden, things change. Like with the drop of a hat. Because I don't know how many times my husband came home and he was like, I'm not doing this. I'm finishing my term and we're done. We're getting out. I mean, to the point where we were like two months before getting out. And then all of a sudden I get a call from Iraq. Babe, I'm going to reenlist. Are you okay with that? And I'm like, I never took what you said about getting out ever seriously after the first time you ever said we were going to get out. And that's what it ends up being like. So every See, time that you is come, a Spartan skill right there. Not yeah, taking... I think... Not taking the complaints about the job as any more than blowing off steam. Yeah. Right, like any other career where I want to quit this job, I want to, you know, I can't do this anymore. I think that's natural for any job at any point, you know, in a career. 
I know I've said it a million times when I was uh, when I was doing daycare and saying I'm I'm not doing this. That's it. I'm that's it. Just the last month, I'm quitting. I can't stand this anymore. And here I am, six years later, still doing. It. Well, what and do I think one of the things that, that like they're really just blowing off steam. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, the um, languaging, Tina, that you used, I thought was really interesting what you said. You know, you said, you know, we're going to get out. We're going to do this. And and Richard called you and said, hey, you know, we're, you know, I'm going to reenlist. Is that okay with you? You know, that whole segment told me that you guys are a team. It's like he's in the military, but then again, so are you. This is not your typical career where, oh, I'm married to an accountant. He's an accountant. He's a lawyer. There's a big we in here. Don't you think so, J.C.? There's absolutely a we in here, and that's kind of what makes it hard for so many of our younger spouses to come on board is I can't think of another um, job in which the spouse still has this little, you know, I guess you could be the first lady of the United States, and then your, your role at home would matter to the rest of the world. But being part of your husband's career is such a you know, madman era kind of thing, that it just feels weird at first. Oh, well, especially me? if, you know, some of our military moms that come out are really highly educated and they want to pursue their own career. I mean, Tina, you just got your MBA. Yeah. And I always took it as, um, I remember sitting in a uh, pre-deployment meeting, I think on our second deployment out, and um, his my husband's CO, he said, ladies, you guys just remember your husband might be one rank, but keep in mind you're always a rank higher than him. And we <laughs> joke about that all the time now. Because I'm like, uh, remember, I'm always one rank higher than you. But it, it's true because you're going along. It's not just him that's taking these four years. It's you too. So whenever I refer to, when people ask me, you know, what does your husband do? I'm like, we are in the Marine Corps. Because it is. He's out there doing his Marine job while you're at home either taking care of the family and going to school, and going to work, it doesn't matter. You're still doing the job, too. And That's you why have we to say be- things like, we're stationed here when, exactly. we were the, and when we were XO. And you don't mean you were the executive officer, too. What you mean is that was the role that was overarching our whole lives. Exactly. Okay, girls, I don't mean to cut you off, but we have to go to commercial break. We're here with J.C. Eckert, military life consultant, She's got lots of great things to say. And, Tina, man, you are on a roll today. I'm so proud of you. Here's the tunes. We're going to catch you back after the break. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Every woman wants to know how successful women manage their lives. So join host Sharon Silver for Getting to the Heart of the Matter. Every Thursday at 1 Eastern, noon Central, part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. Have you ever wondered who the woman behind the family service or product really is? How she became an innovator? How she reaches out and connects with others? Or how do they do it all without sacrificing their family or themselves? Getting to the heart of the matter is for you. 
Sharon will interview guests who bring wisdom and sage advice. Sharon will interview all kinds of women, from everyday moms to extraordinary stories. Sharon gets to the heart of the matter by asking the big questions. How these women manage being a mom or a business owner or just being a woman. You'll hear how they prevent themselves from becoming workaholics either in their career or with their families and still find time to fulfill their quest for calm and personal fulfillment. For more information on Sharon, check out her website, ProactiveParenting.net. Then be here for Getting to the Heart of the Matter with Sharon Silver. Every Thursday at 1 Eastern, noon Central, part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com. Was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not So Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front. With help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Hey, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck here. I'm with Tina Gonzalez and J.C. Eckert, and we are three really powerful women. I feel like we're going to conjure something up from this show, like Witches of Eastwick. (laughs) But it's all good. And, Tina, you had the most amazing experience this week, and it was just capped off by meeting somebody special. Who did you meet? Um, I met the First Lady, Mrs. Obama. She is absolutely gorgeous. The TV does her no justice. She is the most prettiest woman. She and is so kind. like in person? She's such a sweetie. Like, all we, my daughter, um, we had um, the, our service dog with us um, that Richard works with, and uh, my daughter gave her, my whole family went, you can only imagine the two- and three-year-old waiting for her. Um, they kept calling, saying, Miss Obama, Miss Obama. <laughs> But um, she, we were, we basically talked about her kids. My kids were asking her, you know, how old are your daughters, and can you give her these? We had dog tags that say "Freedom Dogs" on them, and uh, yeah, she was so excited about talking to my kids about, you know, her kids. It was so nice, and I, you know, I thought it was when my husband had said, you know, the kids are going too, and I'm thinking, are you kidding me? We, you want to take four of our kids Obama and the dog. And she is, um, she was such a sweetheart. She talked to the kids. I mean, even the service dog was licking her kneecaps the whole time. And she what she with her kneecaps? The service dog was licking her kneecaps. I guess she had, she's like, don't worry about it. She's all, it's lemon lotion. My dog loves it too. And I'm like thinking, oh my gosh, Charlie, of all days, 
to lick her kneecaps. <laughs> this is the wrong person. But she took it like nothing. Like, it was an everyday thing. Like, no problem whatsoever. It was just, it was so nice. And she took the time to meet every single table. We were all sitting outside on a patio, and she had come through to see the new Wounded Warrior Barracks um, for the West Coast. And um, she was going to address the whole base later on that day, but she, you know, took time out of her day to meet with the Wounded Warriors. And she just, uh, she made sure that she talked to every single person there before she left. And it was just, it was wonderful. She's so sweet. Well, and she's powerful, too. I mean, she comes off. She's a tall girl. She, you were saying that, you know, you thought, you know, that, you know, she was, because she looks really big on TV. Yeah, she is extremely tall, and she was wearing flats. But she was extremely tall. It was amazing because I was thinking, oh, okay, TV gives her some inches. No, she is a very tall lady and so graceful, so graceful. She was wonderful. I loved it. It was that such an experience. So great. Well, and what a great, you know, what a great, you know, again, I think, you know, one thing we can take away from this is, you know, when your dog goes up and licks the first lady's legs, <laughs> you know, <laughs> You don't. You didn't fall. You know. You didn't fall out. You didn't get all embarrassed. And she handled it gracefully. And I think part of, um, you know, part of all this stuff is is rolling with it, wouldn't you say, JC? I was just thinking about how Michelle Obama gave an interview. Um, uh, it was a while ago, but she was talking about how when um, her husband was in the state legislature and she was earning all the money and she, well, not all the money, but most of the money. And she was raising the kids, and she was the one, you know, she was the one that was holding the center of the family. She was really annoyed during that time. Really? uh, Yeah. Well, wouldn't you be? I mean, think about how many state legislatures we have, 50, right? And all the people who go there, not all of them become president. True. And in 2000, he lost a run for the Senate in 2000, so... You know, she's had to she's had to stick, not only just stand by him because that sounds so weak, but she has pushed through. I really admire that. That's so important. I mean, I think you know, and how you know how would that relate, uh, JC? Would you say to like our moms listening today? We've got a lot of military moms out there that are looking to you for direction, for advice. What is something, you know, what are some key things? You know, we talked about resiliency. We talked about perseverance sometimes. Um, what are some other concepts that we can, um, we can share with our military moms today? I would like them to start keeping a list of things that their spouse says about work. Things like, does he say things like, I don't know what I have to do to get promoted, or I just want to get out of here? Or does he say things like, I've got to be here, there to take care of my Marines. Or I've got two privates, they're in jail, I need to go down there and pick them up. If he's talking or she's talking about um, taking care of these people as if they are her family, as if they belong to him, that is a really powerful sign of somebody doing what they were born to do. And so that's when you have to start asking yourself, do I want to be... When that person retires, do I want to be the Michelle Obama in their life? You know, do I want to be there, the proud one saying, I knew he could do it, even on the day that you know he can't do it. I knew he could do it. I've been here all along. You know, do you want to be the one bursting with pride, or do you want to be, you know, do you want to be out of it? 
I personally, yeah. I am definitely one who's going to be standing there at the end, boy. I don't want him to have a uh, one of those trophy wives. Yeah, exactly. I see no, that a I mean, lot. I am the trophy wife. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, you are not the trophy wife. You are the trophy. <laughs> I am the trophy. Look the trophy. upon my goldness and beware. <laughs> but I think that that ability to have the long view, even when things are, you're having a very hard day, if you're having a very hard day today and you hate this, your spouse is deployed or you just got an email and they're in a terrible mood or whatever, this is the day you look at the long run and you picture yourself at 45 years old, you know, so add, what, 30 pounds to what you're weighing right now? <laughs> Put yourself in a nice little Obama brow suit and ask yourself where you're standing. You know, are you standing there at the end and here comes this great man and he's full of, I don't want to say gratitude toward you, but it's, it's you're moving on to your next life together. That's why I always attend retirement is because it gives you a vision of your future. Well, and it's interesting, you know, you talk about, you know, the vision of your future and the, you know, like, uh, you know, there are ups and downs in a marriage. There are ups and downs in a career. And I think, you know, we're so used to watching TV and seeing problems solved in 30 minutes, you know, you know, from the sitcom aspect. There are ebbs and flows in a military career, both with the family and with the career itself, that there's highs and lows. And I don't know if we, we teach our families that. Do you, do you, do you agree, uh, JC? I don't think we teach our families that. We expect them to know that somehow, but that's why I love all the military bloggers out there. I think that we're more than ever giving each other the inside view of what it's really like and how long it takes to get used to things. Well, and how much change and adjustment needs to be made. I mean, we talk about deployments. We talk about moving. I mean, you know, people move so much in the military. You know, these are all, you know, any one of these things are a, a stressor on a family on a good day. But I always think that of my husband, I, uh, the place I feel best in the world is I love to be in bed with my husband with my head on his chest. And uh -huh. sometimes we'll be laying there on a weekend and say, remember, do you remember when we lived in, in Chicopee and, and the nine inches of snow fell and then the next day the 19 inches of snow fell? And I love that shared memory. So often when I'm having one of those days, I describe it to myself as if it was 10 years in the past. Because we have that kind of control over the things we let ourselves think. And that's what I think our spouses don't know how to do. Because you don't have enough experience when, you know, when you're 24. Do you have enough experience to come up with that? No, probably not. I know I didn't when I was 24. When I was yeah. 24, I was saying things like, you love the Navy more than me. <laughs> oh, I was saying... I was saying, how are these people, don't they understand you have a family? How are they taking you away from your family all the time? I and said then, exactly the same thing. You quote and exactly. I think about it, I Yeah, I think about it now, and I hear, you know, friends or neighbors saying the exact same thing, and I'm like, oh, I was so you. I was so you at your age or, you know, at your number of years in the Marine Corps. I was so you. And you just, you learn to live with it. You learn to live that I'd rather have him being taken away and being him trained to do the best that he can do when he gets deployed than to have him here with me right now. Because that's, the I, way. that's what you're attracted to to begin with, is all that 
power. All the, and in my case, when I'm looking at my husband, I'm sure when you're looking at Richard, you're thinking all that power in one man. They tend to make other people look small in comparison. Yeah. And yet if you're going to set out and have that big life with them, there is going to be a learning curve there. And sometimes it'll be a sweat. (laughs) It was. I don't know how many times it was, oh, babe, I think they're going to pull me, and I think we're going to, you know, we're getting close to our four years, and I'm like, no, I don't want to move. I want to stay here. And luckily I've been able to be on Camp Pendleton for this whole 10 years. For his whole enlistment, I've never moved once. My kids have always went. Oh, green. I, oh, I swear, I have never talked to another person in the military that hasn't moved at least once, and I have never moved. And we almost got close to moving, and he was gonna, he was had orders to go to Hawaii, and I was devastated because I was like, oh my gosh, you're gonna put me on an island, and we're gonna get a tsunami, and we're not gonna be there no more. And finally, when I figured that it's okay, and that I'm with my husband because I am. You know, I'm his right-hand man, is how I refer to it, and I'm going to go be with him because this is what he wants to do, and I'm going to be a supporter of that. And finally, when it got down to it, we had like two months before we left, and then they pulled our orders, and we ended up staying here. And honestly, deep down inside, I think I was I was heartbroken because I had finally got so far and okay with taking that move and being okay with it that it was kind of like, oh, man, now we're staying. So I don't ever have that experience to look back at those times. And then, and now that I'm older, and all the times that I, ha- I told him I never wanted to move and he pushed away things to keep us here, now I'm kind of like, oh, maybe I should have just let him, you know? Maybe I should have gave him that incentive to, yeah, babe, it's okay, we can move. But I think that you're judging yourself on the person you used to be. And yeah. you've got to be fair about the learning curve. You couldn't put oh, down you guys, back then. I hate to cut you off. We oh. are out of time. We're Darn. going to have to have you back, JC, because I think the three of us could talk forever. We're here I with JC so. Eckert. Check her out at military.com. We will catch you guys next week and uh, have a good one.